Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, i got Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you very much. i got Jesse. I really wanted to respond when you said I've got Adam, but I didn't. i got you, babe. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> and we've got Emma. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. See, si, senor. Right, okay. This week we are going to talk about the Champions League games that have happened, uh, bits and bobs of news, European games this weekend, and um, Premier League coming up this weekend as well. So we will start at the Etihad on Tuesday night. Um, Manchester City 2, Borussia Dortmund 1. Um, goal by Kevin De Bruyne in the 19th minute, an equaliser by Marco Royce uh, in the um, in the 84th minute, I think. And then Phil Foden with the last cast 90th minute goal. It is City's 70th, 90th. City's 17th goal scored after 90 minutes in the Champions League. Um, that's level with Real Madrid. Um, and in with your Borussia Dortmund hat on. I just want the t- that stat can't be true. There has to be some sort of qualifier to that stat that suggests that there's no way that in the history of the Champions League Man City have scored as many goals after 90 minutes than Real Madrid have. Take it up with the BBC where I got it from. No, no, I'm not. I'm suggesting oh, that now, you've now an important out. thing that says like since 2010. Having to go at me is one thing, but when you know when he comes up against a corporation, he backs down. So <laughs> company man till the end there. Look, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I fly, I fly the flag with pride. I'm not going to. Assault, <laughs> I'm not going to go to the BBC. Yeah, how many flags are in your podcast? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, with your Borussia Dortmund hat on, um, was this game decided by... Um, there we go. Uh, was this game decided by Jude Bellingham's goal not being given, do you think? You mean bad refereeing? Yes, I do mean bad refereeing, yeah. There was a lot of bad refereeing in the game. There was. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about this first, or do you want to talk about the penalty that was overturned? Let's talk about the bad refereeing. The bad refereeing goes... Have to go in order, I think, because the penalty. My favourite thing about the penalty is that Emery Chan still ended up with your booking afterwards. They didn't rescind it. Um, no. Oh, what? <laughs> so, so Emery Chan got booked um, for. Um, he sort of did. Uh, you know the bit in. <laughs> you're going to claim you don't, but you definitely do, and you're a liar. Um, you know the bit in S Club Seven's dance for Reach where they touch their heel. <laughs> By pulling up uh, <laughs> their, um, their leg. That's what Emre Chan did. And um, uh, Rodri yeah. decided to try and put his head down there. And the referee awarded a penalty. And But Rodri actually handballed it. Didn't get touched in the head. VAR overturned it. But 
So either Emma-chan argued too vociferously against the fact that he didn't kick someone in the head, mm-hmm. or he still got booked for kicking someone in the head, either way he ended up with a yellow card. And no yellow card for uh, Rodri for simulation. No yellow card for Rodri for simulation. And then, um, after um, beating um, Edison, when Jude Manningham beats Edison to the ball, which he's allowed to sort of bounce up too high, just outside his um, his box, um, the referee blows too early for what he perceives to be a high foot, and um, that sort of. And then then Jude Bellingham then said argues against that decision and ends up with a yellow card as well. So it was a uh, a tough time. A lot of unfair decisions, I would say, went against man went went against Dortmund in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think Dortmund caused uh, caused City some problems and went at them. And it was a it was a really a really good game of football all round. Um, okay. A really great goal by by, um, by Marco Royce. But that's not to say that City didn't have have chances. I think that if the Bellingham goal had stood, two two would have maybe would have been a fairer result. Yeah. Okay. Really warm with this heart. <laughs> Jesse, were you an S Club 7 fan? That was, I feel like this podcast needs to be done because between Adam putting the hat on seamlessly and starting with an S Club 7 simile yeah. metaphor, I don't can't remember if he's like, it doesn't matter. We are, it can't get any better than that. And the yet, best thing is, if you know about that, that is a spot on exact, like, no, it's you perfect. couldn't describe it any better. Perfection. We had um, the S Club 7 television show for a good, like, two seasons. Yeah. The side I, don't, I don't think there were more than two seasons. <laughs> well, there should have been, because it was um, golden. And so I know exactly what Adam was talking about and how really, really well done that was. Adam, that was... that was Adam, which was your favourite S Club 7 member, can we ask? The people want to know? Oh, I can't remember all their names. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, obviously, obviously, Rachel. Exactly, the that's the right answer. <laughs> Okay, I liked Hannah. I always felt like she was a little more approachable. She wasn't Rachel, though, was she? Hold on, how many of them can we name? So Hannah, Bradley, Tina, Danny, Bradley, Paul. Was there a Paul? I feel like Paul, yeah. was Paul. Paul there were seven of them. Of course, one of them was going to be named Paul. Right, that's, that's <laughs> how you get a Paul, yeah. Hannah and Joe. Uh, I'm Joe. There was a Joe, yeah. From from Emma's, Emma's lack of participation, I'm guessing there wasn't a dubbed version of S Club <laughs> Not that I watched. Kenny, how many do we have so far? Uh, Joe, I think Rachel, Hannah, Paul, Bradley. <laughs> there like a boy Joe and a girl Joe that would have helped a lot. Tina, Tina, yes, that was the other girl, oh. wasn't it? I can't really do the boys thing. What do you mean, other girl? There was, again, there were seven of them. There was multiple girls. Yeah, we named <laughs> we named all the girls apart from that one. Okay. Anyway, we're a football podcast. So, um, with your Brussy Dortmund uh, hat... Are we? <laughs> with your Brussy Dortmund hat back on, uh, which, are you satisfied after that result? Because you got the away goal, haven't you? I mean, I think that football fans should be satisfied that it... it tease up an excellent game in this for the second leg like the worst thing you want in this situation when we sort of have 
some of the best teams in Europe facing up against each other is sort of dead rubbers in the second in the second leg. And um, without going too much into spoilers, we haven't really we haven't got many of those or any of those. So um, in that regard, I think that. I think Dortmund fans will be happy with that because their league form has been patchy. I think they put on a display. They're still in the tie. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Pep said first half we were not so clever with the ball. Second half much better. Um, Ember, did um, Erling Haaland have a, a quiet night? He got the assist for Marco Royce, didn't he? But would he be happy enough with that performance? I didn't watch this game. Yeah, we told you. You remember that, not me. <laughs> You've not watched <laughs> the highlights after you talk about the Liverpool. I have not watched. I've had other things to do, Kurt. Like what? Drive a car. She drive back home the mountains. <sighs> Jesse, have you he seen? He has a relative. Oh. Uh, I think he would be just dis- as someone who did watch the game again who can carry on answering that. <laughs> he had a couple of chances. You lose your mouth um, this. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a couple of chances of one-on-one. I think maybe he'll be disappointed that um, in the sort of. The, the performances he expects from himself that he didn't score in, in the game but the assist to Marco Royce just the, that ball around the corner was that that was a a, a beautiful pass so yes. I mean he contributed right sort of the English I saw some um, some English newspapers setting up sort of the idea that England's wonder kid in Phil Foden got the better of Norway Norway's wonder kid because <laughs> goal scored but as not take anything away from Phil Foden, who was um, once again in a this season, especially in Champions League games for Man City, excellent. Okay, um, are we bothered about the assistant referee asking Erling Haaland for his autograph, Jesse? I don't think. So. I mean, I think I totally see why um, people would be, mm-hmm. but can you? I mean, I can understand on a logical level, but I just feel those people are being idiots. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I see people why, I see why people would be, but look, players, like, officials are people off the pitch in the same way that players swap shirts. Like, of course they're going to want, I mean, I wouldn't, but mm. for other reasons. Like, of course they're going to want um, autographs and jerseys, and they have kids, and they're humans and so no okay. I, I really don't think it's it itself. Uh, yeah they have kids they have, career, they have careers right this for some of them this might be the pinnacle of their career that it would be see, seen even they're not ever in a position to swap shirts with the players like oh right. could you imagine that i'm a player now, so <laughs> yeah it's not like they get to collect the, the mementos, but these are just as important they're just as important part they facilitate the game happening right and they have have the crew Yeah. If okay. he did it, if he did it at half time, like the um, like the time that um, which what 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 um, Arsenal player was it who did it when Graham Stevens lost his mind? Um, uh, I yeah. can't remember. It was the Brazilian fullback who wasn't there very long. Anyway, yeah, if he did that, then maybe or before the game, it might have been a little <laughs> more, or like, more inappropriate. Or like during a during a like water break, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Tap him on the or, shoulder or after, or take a throw it. Excuse me, could you could you just take a second? Like, or, after, okay. or after having just booked him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <see you. laughs> 
Right, we're going to move on to Tuesday night. Also, was Real Madrid three, Liverpool one. Vinicius Junior with two goals. Um, Marcus Asensio with a goal. Uh, for Mo Salah, pulled one back at half time. It was two nil. Um, Tony Cruz with a lovely pass to Vinicius Junior for uh, him to chest down and and finish. I thought Liverpool had done okay till then. I thought Kabak had sort of done well in shepherding out uh, a few sort of times when Benzema and other players had come into the box. I thought Liverpool had done all right till then. Um, do we think it was a foul on Sadio Mane before the uh, the Liverpool goal? Uh, sorry, no. the day before the uh, first Real Madrid goal? No, 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 no. Would you be no. saying that if it was Andre Gomez? Yes, it wasn't a foul. You're not sure? He sort of he smashed him out of the way of it. He was shot. He didn't go down like he'd been shot. He was not cheating. Someone bashed into him. Legally. They've intentionally Legally. changed the word that you've used because I... Yeah. Because I I proved you because I proved you wrong with linguistics. Yeah. 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 On Tuesday it was barged, and then you realised that shoulder barges are legal, so now you've changed it to bashed. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, help me. That was a terrible rotten foul, wasn't it? I was watching first division Uruguayan football at the time. That was a much better use of your time. Exactly. Who are you watching? And it wasn't even my team. I was watching Rentistas. Like, they were on television, and I thought, this is a much better use of your time. At least it was first division. Yeah, but like, barely. Like, it was barely first division. Were and you, you watching, know what? Are you watching the Uruguayan Sheffield United? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? It was such a good match. I didn't regret it for a fucking second. They played like shit. There were so many yellow cards. It was the worst game ever, and it was so much fun. It was like Uruguayan football. It was most purely batshittery best. I'm so sorry, Chris. What should I say to make this up to you? Nothing. Don't worry. Um... Marcella's hair looked divine. Well, that's very good. Okay, no, uh, so Trent Alexander-Arnold made a, a, an error for the second goal, which Gareth Southgate mm-hmm. must have been pumping his fist in the air for. Um, I thought was great in that in that turquoise suit on the cover of Vogue, by the way. I don't know what everybody was talking about. It was a great suit. Who looks... Sorry? Trent Alexander-Arnold, that suit that they put him in on the cover of Vogue that everybody was complaining about, but it looked fantastic. I'm not aware of that. Oh, my God. I don't read Vogue. Aware. No, but that's because if we had masterclass, Anna Wintour would have told us. That's true. I understand that all this Trent Alexander-Arnold nonsense. Um, essentially, to me, that sort of like he has not had the same the same standard of season that he's had the previous two or three years. That's fair enough. I don't think he hasn't fallen off a cliff and become unable to play football. But Gareth Southgate left him out of the England team. Now, England have too many right-backs, if anything. There's there's far too many options to choose from, all of which would be perfectly acceptable players. I think the idea that um, Trent Alexander-Arnold could have won, done with a rest, so didn't over the international break, because also... What seems to have been lost is that his form had been picking up over that period. He'd been getting getting better. What what it, not picking Trent Alexander-Arnold allows Southgate to pick another right back who we can have a closer look at 
and still are wasting a, a spot in the squad and a player he's more than familiar with. A lot of people seem to be making it out like this is like, well, if you can't get into this, if you can't get into the squad just before the, the tournament, you're never going to go. I don't think that's the case. I, I, I would be massively surprised if, um, uh, if he didn't end up, if he wasn't going to the Euro still, he wasn't starting for England. I think this is a, a storm in a teacup. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm ambivalent either way. If it goes, then great. If not, then he gets a, a summer off for, for Liverpool for next season. Um, navigators... He was the least of their <clears throat> problems anyway. Oh, was he? Okay, go on. I was just going to ask what, yeah. what went wrong for Liverpool. So go on, what, the... do you, what do you think? Why would you leave Tony Cross with so much space and time in the middle of the pitch when he's really good at passing? Uh... And he's always going to make those passes to like I... Vinicius. I saw somebody say, if you're going to leave Tony Cross, Tony Cruz alone, you're going to get a Tony Cross. Yeah. Um, Sid Lowe well, made it. I have to say. Sid Lowe made the point that you sort of don't tend to close down players when they're sort of just on the edge of their own D, though, do you? You do if they can do. You that. do if they. You do if they. <laughs> yeah. I th- right. I think Liverpool. We've talked about this before. That like you can't insist on playing always like your kind of football without adapting it to the team that you're playing right you have to know who you're playing and you fucking know who you're not you chris you're wonderful but like Klopp knows who he's playing right? i wasn't there i didn't have anything to do with it <laughs> right Klopp didn't call you before like you this is not like a this is not rentistas where like you're like oh my god this random Uruguayan team like you know who you're playing you know who you're playing against and you you have to adapt a little bit and it, you say that, but club didn't really seem to understand that they weren't playing at the Bernabeu. Hmm. And like, is, is that he is didn't that expect club? to be playing at Valdebebas at the training ground? Like, and is that for that club being sort of hard-headed, or or sort of is that this brand of club Mourinho Cumin thinking like? Well, I don't have to adapt because you know mm-hmm. brand of football is so good, so well. Well, you know what? I would ask um, if that's if that's like willful ignorance or just sort of um, this is yeah. yeah. This is our way, and we we do it. Yeah. Regardless of yeah, I guess so. I was. Adapt kind of situation. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe there's an arrogance to you. I was surprised before the game that uh, Naby Keita was starting ahead of Thiago, um, and Keita was subbed. Did last on, long? Did, no. Like, no, subbed on 42 minutes. Before <laughs> half time. That's so if, sad. If you're subbed on 42 also, minutes, I think, the, I think the thing about the 42 minute substitution was that one, you're so one, you're so close to half time, and two, Klopp wouldn't even do him the disservice of lying and saying he was injured. Yeah. <laughs> Why not wait till half time? Because it's it's it doesn't look good on Nobi Keita, does it? It looks like he's a full guy for some you know, he's we've got to take him off, he's playing terribly and it's the first half. Why not wait three minutes to half time? Well, when we talk about the next game <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone see Liverpool um scoring two goals two unanswered goals um at Anfield, no? We all think Real Madrid are going through, do we? 
Is there any precedent for Liverpool coming back against teams uh, of in Spain? Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> All those Euros you'll never get back that you've spent. <laughs> Look, we can It'll be a refund. talk about how Spanish teams sometimes drop players like fucking poorly injured flies. <laughs> it's but, not the same situation though, is it right now? Because... Enfield is a very different proposition without a lot of screaming idiots in there. <laughs> well, you were one of them. I was screaming at my own team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not suggesting we're going to buy into this idea that Anfield's special on a, on a European night. No, I don't think it is, but I think it, it it's... just means more. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> well, let's move on quick. Let's move on quick to Wednesday night. So, buy Munich 3 PSG... Two. Um, PSG went two 0 up uh, three goals from Mbappe and Marquinhos. Um, Half time. So that been PSG three by Munich two. What did I say? Dortmund. What even are numbers anyway? <laughs> what no. did I say? I'm fairly sure you, I'm fairly sure you said by Munich three PSG two. I did because I've written it down wrong. Sorry, by right. Munich two PSG three. <laughs> uh, yeah, by Munich went in half time, uh, losing two one. Um, I rescued that bit. Uh, <laughs> PSG would tune up for goals from Mbappe and Marquinhos. Uh, Chip Moteng and Thomas Muller brought them back into it for another goal from Mbappe. Um, PSG must be disappointed to get two goals up early doors in this tie and concede two. Um, or do you think they're pretty satisfied, Jesse? Oh, sorry, Emma, go on, sorry. You're familiar with PSG, right? Yeah. Okay. First of all, we need to talk about the snow. Yeah, we do. It was giant snow. <laughs> Like mutant snow, it was so <laughs> big. It looked like it looked like um when you watch like a movie that doesn't have the budget for good snow, and they're just like <laughs> it's like some extra like some feathers. Intern on the side is just going. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the irony being that clearly when it looks like that, that's actually what good snow looks like. So it's low budget, but it <laughs> it was snow that was so big that it made it made it look dark as yeah. a point, like. Um, just lost. No. So yeah, PSG. Do you think they're disappointed to let that two goal lead slip at all, or but just sort of happy to go out with three way goals? Or... I think I think they'll be. Uh, I think mean, I mean, it's possible to have a tinge of regret, but I would think that consider like you're playing against Bayern Munich, right? And they're always going to keep keep coming at you relentlessly. They were still coming at, at PSG in the last minutes. I think. There'll be another part of them that's happy that they got out of Munich with a lead intact and three away goals. They, I think if you'd offered them that at the beginning of the game, they, they'd have been very happy. But this game was fantastic. It was like a basketball game. Mm. It was fun. Yeah. End to end. I did, I did predict um, to, to Emma that, that those first sort of, how long was it, 20, 30 minutes? Like, PSG was just killing um mm. But I mean, on the break, all I did, you felt like it was gonna. I, to me, it felt like it was gonna be like three 0 four one. Just like it felt like by me, weren't learning their lesson. That even with the, some chances squandered, that PSG were just gonna get so many opportunities on the break, and so many that enough of them would be clean cut, and they would just walk away with a tie. Um, Potter was telling Mbappe to t- target particular channels to run into. Um, yeah, I read. The one where Nicolas Sule was playing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for him. <laughs> um, 
who was substituted after what half an hour? Oh, was he? Yeah. So he had the trees yeah. as well, did he? The Gretzka went off. Yeah. Uh, so I think there were <laughs> between them they made they made three substitutions in the first half, two <laughs> due to injury, and um, yeah, what. One for Nicolas Sule, who was, um, was showing a distinct lack of pace. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was replaced by Alfonso Davies. Um, uh, I what I was going to say now. Yeah. It'll come if, back to me. If Lewandowski had played, Bayern Munich would have won that game comfortably. Well, they had 31 shots, Bayern Munich did. Um... PSG had six shots, five of which are on target. So uh, I suppose that's just ruthless efficiency for you. Um, I wanted to talk about the second Mbappe goal because that was a lovely finish. You sort of expected him to go to uh, the far side of the goal, but he sort of cut it back at the near post, didn't he, for uh, inside Neuer, which I thought was a lovely little finish there. Are we all agreed or do we all think that um, PSG are going to go through this round? Uh, no. Um, I don't. No? I think the big the thing that which has reminded me to what I was going to speak of, which is so in- unfortunate and uh, speaks to larger parts of his career is just uh, Marquinhos being injured again. He just seems to always, he seems to always have some sort of niggling injury around this sort of, uh, this sort of time of the season where he's always there or thereabouts. He might play, he might not play. Mm. If he does play, are we seeing sort of the best of him? He just seems to have had a career that has been, not not dominated by injuries, but it sort of has sort of like a, a counter melody of injuries to it that um, uh, means that we probably haven't we probably haven't seen the best of him. But he's so important for PSG, so I think his his inclusion would be vital. I mean, Bayern have so much talent, right? But but I think I well, <laughs> What I thought of it was so. This reminded me of is that whenever you hear people on uh, talk radio stations in this country talking about how the reason Team X Tottenham are struggling is because they need a replacement for Harry Kane. Well, Bayern Munich are the most dominant team in their in in their country. By who wrap all of the talent from the lesser players, they don't have a suitable replacement for Lewandowski because you can't have that kind of player in your squad. So um, this isn't a <laughs> This is a, a that, that's just what squad football is like. Um, it'd be interesting. I don't know whether Lewandowski is due to play in. Uh, he's. In I think he's due. I think it was a month he was out for, wasn't it? I think so. He might possibly be back. Might be touching guy. Mm. Um. I I don't think that obviously they're 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 a goal ahead and with three away goals, so it's going to take some effort from Bayern, but. I PSG are comfortable in their French and have a history for this sort of thing. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, right, last game is. Um, can I, can I yes, sorry. Not to, and this is not to make any bad words in any languages, but um, can Real afford Mbappe? And where would they put him? I mean, obviously, where they would put him is obvious, but like. How would he fit? I'd, pro- I'd probably play him up front. I'd probably, yeah. Send goal. Probably send him forward. I'm going to play him in goal. Right. Like, um. and especially, I mean, I, I just, you know, you see that he, he doesn't want to renew his contract and the the rumours he wants to go to Real, if that's true, 
you know, I laugh at the fact that Gareth Bale wants to go back to Real, but if all these players are going there, clearly some sort of like magic Tetris. Yeah. Happen up I don't front. think they can afford it because they're not, obviously they're in better financial shape than we are because they're not idiots. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't think they're in great shape. COVID has not done good things for them. And they're having mm. a presidential election. Election yeah. in quotation marks. Oh, sure, yeah. But that, that's one of those sort of uh, 99% of the vote dictatorship exactly, elections, yeah. right? We're calling that not, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so um, Porto nil, Chelsea 2, uh, Mason Mount with a lovely turn and finish for uh, Ben Chilwell went sort of slalobbing through the um, penalty area and, and finished off for a second turn, uh, a second goal. Um, Mason Mount has got more goals under Thomas Tuchel than any Chelsea player since he's arrived, which is uh, which is pretty good. Um, Musa Marega pushed at 1-0, thought he should have had a penalty. Has yeah. anyone got an opinion on that? You think it was as well? I thought it was too. I mean, I do like Moussa Marega, so it might be a bit biased, but yeah, I thought it was a penalty. Uh, uh, Chelsea... Well, the, idea in the, comment, the idea in the commentary that he hadn't pushed him that hard was kind of irrelevant. You can't push players in the back. Yes, <laughs> I saw. I heard that as well. That seemed a little bit strange. Uh, anyone got anything Savage, else? Though, isn't that? Sorry? I think it was Robbie Savage. It was Robbie Savage, yeah. Uh, anyone got anything else they want to say on this as well? I've only seen the highlights of this, but I... Um, I felt that um, kind of surprising to everything I've thought. Of. I mean, this is coming from a person who said that Chelsea last weekend weren't going to concede a shot on target to West Brom and lost 5-2 or whatever it was. So you can take whatever I have to say about Chelsea with a huge pinch of salt. Yeah. Uh, um, also, I thought from the highlights at least, were dominating Chelsea. Had lots of, lots of... Um, lots and lots of chances. I felt that um, both of Chelsea's goals came from defensive errors from either fullback. Um, it was a nice... He, the way Mason Mount spins, um, turns that fullback is it's delightful, but it's too easy. He should, the, the, the defender shouldn't be trying to commit to win the ball ahead of him there. And then um, he shoots from quite a way out. I think the goalkeeper should be disappointed I don't know why he's trying to save that with his foot. Yes, because he hasn't he hasn't come out and smothered the angle. He's still quite on his line. I think that he should be going a lot of his hands, and I'd expect my goalkeeper to be saving that. And the second fullback getting caught on the ball from I can't remember which Chelsea player it is that sort of lofts a sort of ambitious ball over the top for Chilwell to run onto. Um, that. He doesn't make the most of, but he uh, but it doesn't come to him. But as the ball sort of like just holds up, he's able to win it. And I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> so he's got a case of the sneezes. <laughs> okay, but we'll have to just make six thing, and then you drew attention to it. <laughs> it was okay when you were sneezing, Jesse. It was him. Oh. <laughs> um. um yeah, so Chimwell was lucky to 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 catch the uh, the fullback dwelling on the ball to then be be through on goal. Um, the, I mean, this came very easy. Like Chelsea look uh, are more in command of their time than any other than any any, any other team in in the um, in the competition still. But I felt that they were probably from at least from what I saw beyond maybe Liverpool the least in actually in the game. Okay. 
Um, we're going to have to move on because we've done half an hour on the Champions League. So we're going to get a wriggle. It's, it's, it's the quarterfinals. If we can't do half an hour on the Champions <laughs> League when it's good. We can spend 45 minutes on when it's bad. Um, okay, so Doug Holden, the final... This is what bits of Bob's to do. So Doug Holden, the final survivor of the 1953 uh, Stanley Matthews FA Cup final. He's passed away uh, at the age of 90. He... Um, Made 463 Bolton appearances and scored 44 goals. Uh, Dublin could lose um, its status as a venue for Euro 2020 over a failure to guarantee minimum spectator levels. Uh, and the English FA has guaranteed UEFA that Wembley group games will hold 22,500 fans and hope to double this for the semis and for the final. Um, Hungary has summoned the German ambassador after Hungarian coach uh, Salt Petri. Uh, the goalkeeping coach has been sacked by Hertha Berlin for anti-immigration comments. He said, um, anti-immigra- he said uh, his immigration is, quote-unquote, uh, an expression of moral decline. So he was sacked by Hertha Berlin. And um, the German ambassador has been summoned to explain himself. Apparently this is denying uh, the coach his free speech. Who knew? How are they? <laughs> <laughs> I was say how could they explain them. No, but I don't, I don't actually want them to. No. So never mind. Okay, right, so um, Swansea City will boycott social media for seven days to combat uh, abuse. Uh, no players, clubs, officials, uh, or the club account will post. I think Birmingham City have joined in too. So this comes... Rangers as well, I think. Rangers as well. So this comes in the week that uh, many players, so uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Nambi Keita, Sadia Mane, uh, Ivan Tony of Brentford, Callum Robinson of West Brom... Um, have all been subjected to some sort of abuse this week. Um, I, th- I think Emma said you wanted to talk about it this week. So I know we talked about it several times in the past. So I've got a couple of questions for you guys. First of all, what can we do? Uh, secondly, do social media companies care? Because while we've still got um, people with, uh, you know, sort of very prominent celebrities with millions and millions of followers, uh, people are still coming to this plat- the social media platforms every time. So or, uh, all the time. So... Why do social media companies care? And thirdly, by staying on social media, are the four of us in some ways complicit? Um, if anyone wants to... I think I'll come to Emma first, because she wanted to talk about this first. Yeah, well, because of what happened in La Liga the weekend. Oh, sorry, I've um, got completely the wrong end of this. <laughs> you want to talk about yeah. that instead? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that separately. Okay, should we talk about this first, then we talk about La Liga sure. afterwards? Okay, go on. Well, I don't use Twitter anymore, so I'm a lot less complicit than any of you. Um, <laughs> You're on Instagram, though, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. But I don't post racist things. No, you don't post racist things, but by having a profile on there, you're one of the many millions of people who do. So, in some way, should we be better off not on social media? I... Yeah. Isn't it... Right, so... Does the fact that you have knives in your kitchen make you complicit in knife crime? Uh, no, it doesn't, but... <sighs> Given a chance. <laughs> I, You know, I think this is a very uniquely uh, American response, though, because of, that I'm about to say, because, you know, the NRA's whole tagline has been guns don't kill people, people kill people, so I'm hesitant. Rappers do, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, right, so I'm I'm hesitant to sort of take that tack. If any of you are Goldie-looking chain fans, apart from me and Adam, I'd be hugely be impressed. Very, it would be very easy to just allow corporations to say, like, well, social media doesn't 
do the racism, racism does as a way to wash their hands of um, any sort of not even complicity, but responsibility. Well, I totally understand what you're saying, Adam. So I think that like, there needs to be I think rather than what's been happening, which is for every single sort of um, every single person, corporation, league, FA, you know, whatever, to sort of look at each other. It's it's that scene in Rocky Horror where everybody looks at each other in the like, Brad, Janet, Rocky, <laughs> this is a very good metaphor, so shut your faces for not understanding it. I am brilliant. I just feel like if you'd said Reservoir Dogs, it would have been a much better one. I've seen neither, so... <laughs> Honestly, my niche metaphor is genius uh, <laughs> because everybody's passing the buck and looking shocked, whereas your Reservoir Dogs is like two spot on the nose. But so who, who shot Mr. White? No, no, work with me here. Mine is better. Um, right? Like everybody's sort of passing the buck and going, no, actually, we can't act until you do um, to the point where, where we're at where we're now. Everybody needs to take the responsibility because we all have it, yeah? So, mm-hmm. like, of course social media corporations have to own it and act on it. That wasn't Chris's, Chris's question was whether we were complicit right. by being on the platform. So, yeah, we we actually have to use our... It's, it's not a matter of just getting off of it, because getting off of it means then saying, well, now I don't have to do anything. We also have to do something, yeah? So do the league, so do the, like, see, every single sort of person who considers themselves a part of fandom Mm -hmm. in any way you should fucking do something okay so uh and you know what watch rocky horror because it's (laughs) then you'll understand how good that was also reservoir dogs i see you either (laughs) mediocre oh my god (laughs) Uh, abusive asshole so while uh social media is used by uh celebrities and uh, I say pop stars, but that does make me sound like a boomer. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> Tina from S Club Seven. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, Britney Spears with 80 million followers, Taylor Swift 80 million followers, Justin Bieber 80, 90 million followers. These people use these platforms to release their uh, music and announce their latest news and whatnot. So, um, social media is only going to continue to grow whilst these people have that number of followers because it's a way for them to get directly to their fans so social media isn't going anywhere it is staying where it is and while we all agree social media companies should do more um will they do more while they continue to grow or will they go well you know Callum Robinson's only got a couple of hundred thousand followers who cares what happens to him I don't think they will do more until they are unfortunately sort of pushed financially until it affects them you know financially or um, Elizabeth Warren becomes president because she had a plan for that, but like whatever. Um, I wonder whether that. there's a point where the social media companies, and at the moment, like the, I think Jesse's right. And oh my hear god, me out. Right I'm not hear me out. I'm not advocating for this, but <laughs> it's I, it's almost like they're not racist enough, uh, mm-hmm. and I explain as in because. There becomes a tipping point, right, with everything that, like Chris, is, there is a tipping point where Twitter would become such a race, could become such a cesspool that you would leave it. 
right? In the same way that you might not read the Daily Mail because it it's too too right wing. Maybe not in Cornwall, but <laughs> in some places, <laughs> right? There's a tipping point where people where you you might start reading it becomes more and more right wing, and you're like. It's not for me. It becomes more and more left-wing. It's not for me. But we stay in our echo chambers on Twitter, don't we? We stay with the people we like and the people we follow We follow because we like them. So we don't tend to see all that horrible nastiness ourselves. And but I realise that, that you can't have much choice. Why in... you're, that's also why I don't agree with your your position about the... So I, don't actually, I think that it's misunderstanding why people go to and use social media to think that it's because celebrities are on there. Mm. I think actually people are much more interested in uh uh down the road's life than they are on <laughs> what's carefully put out on beyonce's um instagram account okay um but what i was trying to say is that they will reach a point where if they could reach a point potentially where advertisers will drop them because it's too too much of a cesspit yeah. and clearly we are not at that point, right, we're at there becomes a point where the success and reach of, of and, and the ability to target that you get with social media adverts and the cost advantage you get against the PR backlash from using them outweigh, outweigh a company and they move and they say we will not use, we will not advertise on Parler, we will not advertise on X, Y and Z and until we reach that point um Perhaps they won't do anything, but it's also very hard. We've had this conversation, I feel, probably twice already this season, unfortunately. Mm. As in, it's very difficult for what they do, right? Because you, it's difficult to say that people need to have... Uh, um, can't have... Um, can't hide behind sort of pseudonyms and things and need to prove identity. There's lots of reasons why these things don't work, certain things can be picked at, so an actual solution is very difficult to come by. Okay. Um, Emma, do you want to give us an update from Spain and La Liga and the events of Cadiz versus Valencia this weekend? Well, they have launched an investigation. Who's they? Into... <laughs> yeah. Who's they, sorry? Oh, uh, the, the La Liga, okay. the actual entity. Yeah. Uh, they have launched an investigation into whether Juan Gallo was actually a big old racist, and he was. There's audio of it. Which is he? He's denied. He gave. <laughs> yeah, empty stadium. You can hear it. <laughs> he gave a press. He gave a press conference on Tuesday denying saying anything, didn't he? Yeah, and he also said that there was no racism in Spanish football with a straight face. Well, that's good to know, isn't it? Well, and then there was racism in the press conference. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what happened in the press conference, Jesse? I was going to say ask Ashley Cole, but that feels like a, a 15-year-old reference. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like the fact that there is, it, it has not changed. I mean, it has not changed ever. And that it's just, there's like so many upsetting things about this. It's like a, it's like a fucking layer cake of racism. It's a good film. I've seen that one. The worst thing about it is that they were forced back onto the pitch because they would get points taken away from them by the league if they did not continue to play. 
I feel the referee was maybe scapegoated a little bit here because he was I don't think he was telling them to get out. I think he was just telling them the results of what would happen if they didn't go out. I think. But the yeah, but that shouldn't, that shouldn't be a result of what happens. Though. It shouldn't they be. No, but it, it, no, it shouldn't be. For but a reason. It shouldn't be. But, <laughs> but it, oh, we don't want to. From play. what I understood, from what I understood, it also that was what essentially the referee, the referee was doing there was telling them the worst case scenario. Yeah. Or, or the worst case scenario, or the most probable scenario. Maybe they're both the same. And thing. also that the referee was not empowered to send Juan Cala off the goddamn pitch. Yeah. He stayed on the pitch until half time, until his own, till till he got substituted by his own team. Yeah, I mean it's just insane that he was still allowed to continue. So that so like what you were talking about with social media, right? Mm. It's layers upon layers, right? So that the people who are who are empowered to send these messages are seeing now in all of the leagues this impunity with which players get away with this, right? And then journalists, which I'm using casually, but like, whoever this fucking journalist is, um, asks a player because he believes this, like, eugenicist bullshit will, will, I don't even know, what's the English translation? He asked, like, will foreign, will native, will... Yeah, uh, they were foreign. Players of color, foreign, foreign yeah. players basically, like, um, uh, make up accusations of racism. And, and that's allowed. Nobody turned to this journalist and said anything to him. Mm. So, it's, it's these... Just on the same, sorry, and on the same week that who, which pundit said that like basically Mbappe had the game of his life, that he's never played to this level. Mbappe who basically Oh, Monty like, Keown. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, okay, Wangala, so. Wangala has also used social media to oh, show yeah. that he, he has lots of back friends. Yes, is he essentially did. what he did. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, no. Come on, man, you're not helping yourself. Because he said in that press conference that there is no racism because most clubs have five or six black players. Right. And like, like shall we call that... Inyaki Williams just to see how he feels about that? Mm. So I, where I, are... I thought that the most, the, the most da- damaging or dangerous part for me was the uh, actually the uh, some of the actions of Valencia where... Um, they, that is um, like, I mean, communication could be diff- could be difficult. Like it was uh, in the heat of the moment, and getting messaging can get lost and all sorts. But it did very much seem that they made it sound like they went out there um, because with, yeah. um, them too. Yeah. with the blessing of yeah. Um, yeah of sorry, I've forgotten the the player's um, name. and then. Yeah, I agree, and I don't know whether that was because, like, maybe their social media manager, like, I know social media is not, like, who knows where their social media managers and all their accounts are at the moment with um, COVID, but also that when they put out a video of Diakabi sort of talking about racism, it felt very... um, Like he was forced? Yes. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you never want the person who um, sort of was the victim to have to also bear the brunt yeah. of explaining themselves. And like it was, it was like a hostage proof of life video. Yes. <laughs> like so- where were teammates or the manager to do that for him, to stand in front of him or with him and, and why did they just make him do it? It was so uncomfortable. So where are we now, Emma? What's, what's happening the latest? That's it. They've just opened an investigation. That's it. There's no latest. That will be the latest. That's probably all that will happen because that's all that ever happens. And Javier Tebas is a fascist. So it's, you know... That's all that's going to happen, and that's the saddest thing. And if Valentia get fined because they went off the pitch, then I will crowdfund it myself, and I will pay it for them because it's unacceptable if With they face the any repercussions from it. Okay, right. Well, there might be, there might be a nice Audi for sale if I need to raise some funds. <laughs> Audi, PlayStation 5, go nuts. <laughs> okay, we're going to stay in Spain because we're going to go on to bits and bobs of leagues now. So, um, oh, I, I get to get Madrid at our top on 66 points, oh. then a point, <laughs> a point ahead of Barcelona, uh, who had a comprehensive victory over Valladolid on Monday. Was that right, Emma? How dare you? <laughs> it was awful. It's one of the worst things I've Can ever just seen. Leave this league so for a second, please. Just. Oh, just, I don't even care where you go. Go to the Australian League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry about it, still. <laughs> uh, okay, so Barcelona point behind 65 points, then Real Madrid 63 points, and Sevilla on 58. So, uh, this weekend, it's Celta Vigo versus Sevilla. Uh, Real Betis versus Atletico Madrid. I don't think there's any Suarez or Asensio, is there, for Atleti? No, no. Did Luis Suarez get hurt in training? Yes. Is he going to be out for a few weeks? Yes. Let's move on. Move right on. Move along. <laughs> Okay, we will move along. There's already been quite a, a, a oh, lot. There's not been a lot of discussion about no, racism already no in this ash. episode, so we'll move on. Uh, and it's a Clásico. 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 <laughs> okay. Oh, God. How are you I'm feeling about this? Um, well, I'm going to be drinking heavily through it, so mm-hmm. uh, probably rum. Great. So if you want to join, please yes, do. Yes, do. <laughs> is there a drinking game people can play with this you know every oh, time every time one. yes every time Let's someone has a shot create a game yeah we'll put it out on yeah on we'll make one up social media good okay. every um, time something every, happens every, every time the referee touches a player inappropriately <laughs> start with that every time that they cut to Sergio Ramos in the stand looking like he's <laughs> about to open an artisanal bakery <gasps> no that's our job <laughs> He could be our manager. <laughs> every bit of overproduction. Uh, every time a player isn't wearing his mask over his nose. Yeah, we'll be wasted within about five minutes. Yeah. Emma, give us a score. Give us a prediction. Nil-nil. That's oh. not too crazy. Well, this is a classico. That's the, that's the most crazy prediction I've ever heard. Uh... It's not that outlandish. No. Well, was the last time a Classico was nil-nil? Last year, wasn't it? Because I remember it was um, yeah, 11 Sports. Yeah. 11 Sports um, hyped it to get to death because they finally got the rights to the yeah. Classico and it was nil-nil. Uh, so we lost the first Classico 3-1 at Camp Nou because Ronald Coleman is a thing. Mm. Uh, oh, no, come on. He beat Valladolid the other day. 
Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a completely different thing now. Yeah. Yeah. He's a worse thing now. <laughs> I want him dead now. <laughs> I don't think that's. I actually would argue. I don't think that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think that's increased. If anything. <laughs> Do we have a lawyer in our group? Yeah. Just ask. We need one. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, uh, I if he turns up dead, that wasn't me. No. <laughs> that was probably the hard thing that he's got. Not if, me. I've learned, if I've learned anything from Line of Duty is that if you are going to, just leave your phone at home because they can triangulate your position. Good tip. <laughs> at home, turned on. I'm, I'm also going to wear gloves. So they can't, yeah. and I'm already wearing my mask, so you know they can't. See, you know. and she wears it properly, knows a mask, knows a mask, flawless. Okay, uh, right. In Italy, Inter top on seventy-one points. They are now eleven points clear of Milan because Inter beat Sassuolo two-one yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, Juventus are now on fifty-nine points because they beat Napoli two-one uh, and Atalanta are on fifty-eight points. So this weekend it is. Um, Parma versus Milan, uh, Inter versus Cagliari, uh, Juventus, Genoa, and Fiorentina, Atalanta, Germany. Bayern top on sixty-four points. Uh, what we thought might happen last week, Adam actually happened. Um, RB are on fifty-seven points. Wolfsburg on fifty. Yeah, Wolfsburg on fifty-four, and Frankfurt on fifty. So it is Bayern versus Union Berlin, uh, Werder Bremen versus RB, and Frankfurt versus Wolfsburg. Uh, and in France, uh, Lille on sixty-six points, PSG sixty-three, Monaco sixty-two. Uh, so Monaco play Dijon, Strasbourg play PSG, and Metz so play Lille. Wasn't... That wasn't what we expected, though, was it? Wasn't so what you PSG. expected. Uh... Wasn't what you expected. I said that it wouldn't be as easy as we thought for them. I thank your word for that. You're not going to, you know, for the point of pettiness, you could go back and listen to the whole of last week's episode just to see. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Um, I haven't had a chance to go through any other uh, leagues. Ironically enough, being off work, I've actually had less time to write this podcast. Um, so we'll move on to the Premier League. So Friday night, get your fantasy teams in early. Uh, it is 8 o'clock on BT Sport. Fulham versus Wolves in the Kevin McDonald derby. Um, Adama Traore uh, and Anguissa are the two Premier League players um, with the most shots without scoring in this season. So that's 26 and 25, uh, respectively. Wolves unbeaten in four on a Friday, um, uh, which obviously helps them. Uh, Fulham lost four out of five, and Wolves have lost their last two, including West Ham on Monday with that Jesse Lingard goal, of course. So, Jesse, how do you think this one's going to go? Well, considering I don't care, <laughs> let's <laughs> um, Wolves. Okay. Emma, do you care any more or less? If it's possible, I care less. Do you? <laughs> Nelson Semedo might be playing. Oh, then I care even less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think Wolves will win too. Right, Adam, do you care? I'm going to copy and paste my um, my little talk about Fulham from last week where I said that if ever there was a game that they needed to win, <laughs> they'd be hoping to win against Aston Villa to help close the gap. This is it. And I think that this is that exact, that exact thing again. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, uh, Saturday morning then. Oh, Saturday lunchtime, half past 12 on BT Sport is uh, Manchester City versus Leeds, the Alfie Inga Haaland derby. Um, this is the hipsters derby, surely, with uh, Kevin Keegan with the bucket and Pep. 
Jack Harrison is ineligible for this. Um, City versus promoted teams at home. They are unbeaten since February 2007. We all know City's going to win. Well, they drew in the previous fixture and Leeds had 52% possession. I don't think Pep has been out-possessioned much this season. February 2007, Chris. Normally your stats are nonsense, but February 2007 has something to it. That still seems about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) But it's not. It's 14 years. I know. It doesn't seem that long ago. I had zero children. Um, (laughs) It's that long ago. So think about that. Man City have not lost a game at home against probably children (laughs) since either of your children were born. They were both swimming around inside me. Well, one of them was. Um... Right, so, uh, yeah, at least had more possession in the reverse fixture. So how do we, do we still think it's just going to be City or do you reckon Leeds are giving them a game? Surely this depends on what Leeds did in their last game. Did they win or did they lose? They won. Right, so, so they're going to lose. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Manchester City for the win. Okay. Jesse and Adam? 2007, Chris. You can't <laughs> overstate this enough. Okay. <laughs> Tony Blair was still a Prime Minister. T- February 2007. Okay. <laughs> Not only a Prime Minister, he was a Prime Minister probably with still with brownish hair at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse? I was the first one into the city. Oh, okay, sorry. I interrupted you to do this bit. <laughs> okay, three o'clock on Sky. Uh, Liverpool versus Aston Villa, the Steve Staunton derby. Um, Liverpool have lost their last six at home in the Premier League. Uh, Villa have got eight clean sheets this season. This is the most uh, of any team in the Premier League. Liverpool revenge, though, for that 7-2. Come on. They're going to do it. No, they're not. Uh, do, do Villa have any injured... Any any fit players? Grealish yeah, might be how injured. How fit is Jack Grealish? Not possibly not fit enough, according to Simon on the WhatsApp group. Who's a Villa fan? Possibly not fit enough. Let me have a little Ricky. See what he says. Because uh, I think really, really fucking annoyingly, I feel like you're going to win, Chris. Do you think? Oh, uh, yes. So that game with Virgil Van Dijk and defence. Didn't they? Virgil van Dijk? Yeah, he was a thing one. Vaguely. Uh, okay, so Simon, the Villa fan in our WhatsApp group, he said, um, someone asked if Greedish is still knackered, and Simon has replied, so um, he said, uh, I think so. The club's still adopting their bizarre wall of silence policy regarding his injury, which would suggest he won't be involved. I didn't know he was Russian. <laughs> Yet, Komaradsky. <laughs> you stay and the motel's on fire. Is close enough to Russia that yeah. So, so the, the 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 latest. So obviously the 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 club will have their press conferences, their pre-game press conferences tomorrow. Yep. But the latest press conference and reporting on him here is that he tr- he's been training this week with some discomfort. Um, they were planning on him playing, but due to this discomfort, though, due to the discomfort, they're going to have to be cautious. So it's erring on the side of him not playing. Okay. Um, when was the last time Liverpool won at home? Uh, 2020. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> it was actually, yeah. It was last year. Uh, okay, so half past five on Sky on Saturday. Uh, Palace versus um, Chelsea in the Neil Shipley derby. Uh, Crystal Palace got three clean sheets at home in a row. Uh, Chelsea won their last six versus Palace. Um, and of course, they're looking to bounce back after their uh, loss last week 
to West Brom. I don't want Chelsea to win. This is vastly annoying. Well, they might not. The fact that they're playing against Palace, you know they will. Well, Chris, um, Christian Benteke, uh, in his last Palace time... are really good. Some some really good teams struggle to beat Palace. Some beat them 7-0. <laughs> um, Christian Benteke, in his last 10 versus Chelsea, got six goals and two assists, Jesse. The laughing hurt a little bit more than it needed to. <laughs> Uh, uh, we both knew it was going to happen <laughs> come on Jesse what's going to happen Adam how have Palace done against Burnley do your Burnley <laughs> <laughs> where are they on the Burnley World Cup are they title winning sequence have they genuine title sequence <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone's got to fill because dead air is a crime. No, no, you keep start, talking. This is a regular feature next season. <laughs> Can you beat Burnley? Well, I tell you what we do. While you're doing that, we'll go on to the next fixture. So that's Sunday at high noon. Burnley versus Newcastle in the Paul Gascoigne derby. Um, Chris Wood has scored in his last three Premier League games. Uh, Burnley. We, we legitimately moved on to Burnley. <laughs> yeah, that was the next game. Um, okay. So, Burnley, um, all the action now happens in the first 15 minutes. Uh, their first 15 minutes of their games, they've scored 33% of all Premier League goals, or all of their Premier League goals this season, and they conceded 25% of all their goals this season. So the first 15 minutes are, are key if you're a Burnley fan. You can turn off after that. Um, they've won one out of five, and Newcastle have drawn four out of five. They had that draw against um, Spurs last week, didn't they, Jesse? I don't speak this language. <laughs> yes, of course they did. We suck. Yes. Uh, Emma, how do you reckon this is going to go? Burnley uh, actually took six points off Crystal Palace. Did they? Yeah. That's not good. Not Crystal, Palace. Crystal, Crystal Palace haven't even scored a goal against Burnley. Oh. <laughs> this is just making me feel worse about Monday. you got to stop that. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Crystal Palace versus... No. Chelsea. Um, we were talking about Burnley, and I'm yeah. I'm not sure where Burnley we were. Burnley versus at. who? Someone. Burnley versus Newcastle. Oh. Oh. I lost interest immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on from this game? Just say a team name. We'll move on. Burnley or Newcastle, Jesse? Oh, I was just going to shout around. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <me> too. <laughs> Press the end. Like, make a cup of tea. Go to the bathroom. Well, no, you just watch the first 15 minutes, like I said, and then you can crack on. What time that. did you say this was on? Uh, lunch, I said 12 o'clock on Sunday. You might, you might still be in church. Sorry, which is this one? Burnley, Newcastle? Yes. Burnley. With any luck, I'll still be asleep. Yeah, really. Sleeping off your Classico drinking game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get you all junk with me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, moving on to the next one then. Um, five past two on Sky's West Ham versus Leicester and the Paul Kitson derby. Uh, West Ham have the second best home record in the, in the league this season. They've got 28 points. And they're playing Leicester, who've got the second best away record with 34 points, Emma. Oh. Wow. So it's going to be a draw? <laughs> Could be. Uh, Leicester unbeaten at the London Stadium, Jesse. That's exciting. Yes. Adam, Iosi Perez has got three goals and three assists in the last seven starts versus West Ham. Um... I think the bigger problem for West Ham will be Declan Rice being injured. Yes, he's out for a month, isn't he? Yeah. 
Uh, as such, Leicester will win. All right. Babes. Babes. What? Again. Yeah. Don't do that again. <laughs> Go on, ladies, what do you reckon? I feel like you should refuse to answer just on, you know, grounds that you just insulted us. So I think of a, uh, of a Did you did he insult you did he insult you or is, is the insinuation that I'm not a babe is just as insulting to me? <laughs> that, that that why aren't you inclusive? Yeah, I was trying to think of Look an insult and there isn't one and that's really annoying to me. Oh well. Anyway, what's just... <laughs> <laughs> who's going to win then? West or Leicester or West Ham, Jesse? Random team name. Go. <laughs> oh God, I've done this before. Um, I mean, probably Leicester. Probably, probably Leicester, but I feel like West Ham could give them a run. Okay. Lest have. Not without the Rice. Lest have. That's, that's what I'm going for. I'm going for Lest have. Lest have. By the way, if you're a vegetarian, you can go with Lest have. Shouldn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, Lest have seems like a very non-Spanish team. Shouldn't it be fewest ham? Is that not grammatically correct? No, it's not. It is less ham. Okay. Uh, Harvest 4 is Spurs versus Manchester United on Sky in the Garth Crooks derby. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, just... You know what? Who cares? Manchester United. <laughs> Manchester United are unbeaten in 22 away games in the Premier League. Won 14 and drawn eight. It has to end at some point, doesn't it? No. 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 Just, it they're just going to stay unbeaten forever. I mean, yeah, but it doesn't have to end against us. It could do, couldn't it? Come on, chest out, shoulders back, deep breath. You know my 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 conduct here is, if we win, less chance we get rid of Mourinho. Mm-hmm. This is the exact reason that Mourinho very cleverly lost the um, the Europa League tie two weeks ago. Now, so that uh, his fresh Spurs team will play against exhausted uh, Manchester United. I don't think he's that. As one of my kids said, strategic. <laughs> I don't. So I think we um I think they go up one nothing, we um tie and then they go up two one in a devastatingly awful game because that's what we do. Okay. Uh, right, so um seven o'clock is BT Sport and Sheffield United versus Arsenal and the Charles. Hatfield Derby um, 15 of Sheffield United's uh, defeats this season have been by one goal so you know but for the roll of the dice of the gods they could be in, uh, they could have been in with a fighting chance of staying up couldn't they definitely they have a shot against Arsenal who are losing I mean who are tying right now terribly. no they're winning now <gasps> did they go ahead everything, everything Ross told you not to do yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, Ross. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. I love you. <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah, they're, just, they're still rubbish, Chris. Just because they've only been slightly rubbish. <laughs> they're still being rubbish. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Everyone on that pitch will be rubbish. That, that's, yeah. that's just the way it works. You know what, but some of them will like more than others. Awesome. Oh, if ever if ever a team was settled, 
set to let the team bottom of the table win a game. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's, it's Arsenal on a Sunday after having played in a Europa League tie. Uh, they've got zero clean sheets in nine, Arsenal have. This has got David McGoldrick banging a couple in, isn't it, written all over it? It's got anyone having a shot towards Arsenal's goal for another. Billy Sharp, this could be his time, Adam. This could be his moment to, sh- yeah. Yeah. Is this, is this a, um, a who takes advantage, or is this a who fucks up? Sorry. What, what, the, what, what? <laughs> What does Sheffield United have to take advantage of? Ah! Okay. It's a test of can Arsenal be slightly less Arsenal than usual? (laughs) The question is, can Arsenal get out of their own way? The answer is no. (laughs) Okay, right, we'll move on to... always no. We'll move on to Monday. So, 6 o'clock on Sky, West Brom versus Southampton in the Derek Statham derby. Um, West Brom are winless this season on days of the week that aren't Saturday. Um, And Southampton's last 16 on a Monday, uh, they've won two, drawn six and lost eight. Both those wins have been this season. Basically, if West Brom don't play on a Saturday, they're screwed. So what you're saying is that they're screwed because they're playing on, did you say it was Sunday or Monday? Monday. Monday. There you go. Is that all the expert analysis need on this one? It's going to be a game that's going to make you more and more baffled as to how they put five past Chelsea. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Uh, Right, so those previous nine games were the uh, support acts we're here for the main event, which is quarter past eight on Monday night. Brighton versus Everton in the Gareth Barry derby. Um, Brighton unbeaten in all three home games they played against uh, Everton in the Premier League. Um, Everton have got 12 headed goals this season that's the most in the Premier League and Brighton have conceded 9 headed goals in the Premier League that's the most of anyone as well so all you just need to do is just lump it in the box for Dominic Calvert-Lewin surely why even play the game Chris just give us us the three points (laughs) just drive Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Luca Digne down to the Brighton ground and just have one lump it into the other but you've got to make sure you get that the right way around though Yes, you can't have Dominic Calvert-Lewin crossing. <laughs> yeah, really important. You don't want Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the crossing. No, okay, fair enough. Uh, are you going to win this one, aren't you? Well. Well. <laughs> in theory. In theory, yes. In theory, we, sh- we shouldn't be considering 88-minute equalising to <laughs> In theory... Um, I hope, yeah, I hope we win. Well, of course, I mean, of course, you hope you win. That's the bare minimum of what of what they require from you, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bare minimum of support, really, isn't it? Yeah. And even that, not even not that, sometimes. <laughs> uh, Jesse. Yes, I'm not about to say anything about this Arsenal match because Chris would Ross would hate that. Good, because they're playing on Sunday. We're talking about Monday, aren't we? No, I was talking about the one right now. This is a timeless world where we're recording. There's no right now. In this timeless land that we're living in, that Adam deserves all nice things. Think so, of, of a podcast recording happening in some sort of weird Christopher Nolan world where there is no right now <laughs> happening. I don't like that either. Nobody likes that. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't mean the rules. No, I just meant the the reference. Use better I, film references is what I demand. Um, <laughs> Sorry, is, it, is there a bit of the Rocky Horror Picture Show where the time goes away? God, Jesse, what do you reckon is going to happen in this game? I didn't even use a musical. Um, I think I think Everton is going to win because Adam deserves nice things. See, I didn't even go for my Brighton love. Okay, I mean, I'm not I'm not entirely sure he does deserve nice things, but Emma, what do you reckon? He does deserve nice things. Where is Alan and where is I'm sure Andre Gomez growing out of Andre Gomez on worse than sure. Okay, Andre Gomez has a hamstring strain. What? He's so fragile. When did that happen? On Monday. Against Crystal Palace. <laughs> but blame Crystal Palace. They broke him. Um, Everton are going to win because they're the best. Uh, okay. Right, well, that brings us to the end of our Premier League predictions, brings us to the end of our podcast. So, uh, has anyone got any other business? I mean, we could talk about the Uruguayan Premier League, but we don't have to. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay we are man of the post part of the uh, man of the post network so simon and ali and uh dave will be back on monday to um review the games that we've been previewing here uh scott has been on pieces of me where he's his favorite 11 players on the proviso that they are retired that is now out um if you want to get in touch with us because you want to come up with your own 11 players and it is a lot harder than it looks um you can do that you can tweet us at man of the post you can join us on instagram post or give us a like on facebook uh you can subscribe on acast or spotify or itunes and all your future podcasts fall automatically into your inbox um jesse if they want to follow you Chris. how do they do that if they want to what follow you on twitter how do they do that why would they do that because Chris, you're amazing how do they follow you chris you never tell us you should uh, i'm at jesse loesch oh. <laughs> Adam, how do they follow you? Uh, Adam say one oh one. And Emma they can't follow you, can they? No, but they no. can put it at C Etchingham. They could so go yes. to at C Etchingham. <laughs> yeah, C Etchingham seventy seven. Uh, you could do that as well. Okay, brilliant, right. Everyone. Man and babes, right. thank you ever so much for joining us and always remember to keep your man on the post.